0: everyone, Lucy Kippest here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo and the host of this podcast where we peek inside the everyday lives of our inspiring small business community. Managing and understanding tax when you're running a small business can be a bit of a minefield. So as we're starting to edge into the middle of the part of this year, we are joined by Samuel Burmeister, a registered Baz agent and the founder of Tall Books. Samuel, welcome to Flying
1: Solo. Thanks, Lucy. Great to be here. Thank
0: you for joining us on this incredibly important topic for our community and one that you obviously know well. But I just wanted to get started by just understanding a bit more about you and your business. When did you first found Tall Books and what do you love the most about running it?
1: I founded Tall Books in 2016 in September, so I was about 26 years old. And my favorite part about running toolbooks books would have to be the flexibility. I'm not a morning person and I've structured my business so that I can work starting late morning and have all my meetings in the afternoon generally, which I absolutely love.
0: How good is that? That flexibility to call the beginning of your day, priceless, I think. Yeah. Okay. So let's get stuck into the topic because tax is obviously, as we said in the intro, something that a lot of us, struggle with getting our heads around, particularly if we're new to the small business space, I think when you're used to having a job and, and that sort of being dealt with, this is a whole whole new world for many people. So the first question is when you're starting your small business, when exactly do your, your tax and your other obligations regarding that begin? Yeah, it's a
1: great question. So I think really the obligations begin the moment you start trading in terms of tax And when you make a profit is when you're going to generally start paying tax. So as a small business owner, typically you pay yearly. So let's say you've started your business. You've made a bit of profit that year. Assuming that you are running at a profit at the end of the year, that profit will be taxable, either added to your wages if you're working for someone else, or if you're running a small proprietary limited company, that would be taxed at the company tax rate. Now, in terms of GST, which is a common question, once you're exceeding 75k in a 12-month period or looking to exceed that, you need to register for GST. Once you're registered for GST, each quarter, you need to report the amount of GST you've charged to your clients and pay that to the ATO.
0: Okay, great. So that's starting at the very, very beginning then. So what do we need to know then as small business owners um, in regard to deducting tax from our employees' pay and sending it to the ATO? So this will will relate to a fair bit of our audience but not all, but it's certainly an important
1: question. Yeah, it is a really good question. Often when we're working for someone else we just kind of don't think about where the tax goes. We know that it gets withheld from our wages and that's about all. When you're an employer and you've got staff, you're obligated to withhold PAYG or PAYG withholding tax from your employees. If you're using a software like Xero, this is automatically calculated for you and so you simply pay the employee their net pay which is their normal pay less tax and then each quarter on the BAS, along with the GST, Xero or another accounting software will assist you in calculating how much tax you need to pay to the ATO. So that's done four times a year with your BAS.
0: And if we are running a business, do do we need a separate bank account for our tax purposes?
1: I would highly recommend it. It's a great way to separate what is yours from what is the ATO's. So what I recommend is that as soon as you start your business or if you're already running a business and you're not doing this, go and open up a free business savings account with the same bank you're using And simply transfer aside your GST, your PAYG, and some money for your income tax. That way, the money sitting in your trading account doesn't look inflated and you don't get depressed every time you're paying the ATO. Instead, you've put aside money for those ATO obligations. So, each quarter and at the end of the year, you simply transfer that money into your trading account so that you can pay the ATO. That's
0: a good idea. And and so, what if we are operating in a partnership in our small business? Yeah,
1: definitely. As a partnership, you're basically combining more than one person. And so, you want to think of it the same way. You've still got your obligations. However, based on the partnership agreement, you might have split amounts of who gets what revenue and who pays what at the end of the year. So it's still important to put aside money, whether you both do it or if there's more than 2 people, you all put aside. At the end of the day, you're still going to have those obligations in a partnership. So it's a great idea to set up another bank account for savings or multiple if you want to do one per partner.
0: Okay. Yep. Another good suggestion there. And is it worth us doing a bit of research in terms of the bank we're using for that? Or is that obviously just something, you know, it's a sort of more of a personal choice, I guess.
1: Yeah. It's often a personal choice. You'll find that when you're working with the software companies like Xero, you can get bank feeds, which allow you to automatically download your bank data into your software However, because these are shorter-term savings, it's not as big a deal about how much you're going to earn. These are not investments. This is just simply putting aside money to pay your quarterly or yearly obligations. So there's no harm in using the bank you're already using and simply asking them or logging in online to open another savings account.
0: Okay, great. So cash flow is obviously a big issue for our community and something that we've no doubt all of us have struggled with a lot over the last 12 months, particularly. If we fall into this category, it can often also mean that we can't pay our whole tax bill on time. Is there a way for us then, if that if that's the scenario we find ourselves in this year, is there a way for us to actually avoid debt?
1: Yeah, definitely. So the first suggestion ties back to the earlier questions. If you're putting aside money each time you pay your staff and you make your sales into a savings account, that's the first and best way to avoid these cash flow issues because you won't be spending money that isn't yours. The second one is... Let's say that you've been putting aside but somehow you've fallen short. You can organize through a BAS agent or accountant like myself or calling the ATO to arrange a payment plan. And so the ATO will allow you to pay off that amount owing over a period of time so you can get back on your feet. And I would highly suggest trying to keep things up to date so that they don't snowball. So having that savings account there will really assist.
0: Okay, great. And given that your job, you obviously have lots of um, interactions with people like our small business community audience, what would you say are your top tips then in terms of us managing tax?
1: Yeah, top tips, definitely a good question. I'd say make sure you know your dates. So each quarter, the following month, your BAS is going to be due. So keep that in mind. I would also say ask your accountant or bookkeeper or look online at the reports you can run in your accounting software that tell you how much you owe at any point in time. So that way you can easily once a month or fortnight put aside the money that's required. The other point I would also add is with cash flow, make sure that you don't have really lengthy terms on your invoices and for any large projects, take a deposit up front And that really helps with your cash flow. Okay, great. Another tip that I would suggest is having a great payment gateway attached to your invoices. By allowing clients to pay in multiple ways, you're more likely to get paid upfront and have less issue chasing invoices. It's also worth ensuring that you're putting aside a dedicated amount each week or fortnight and not leaving it till the BAS is due to put aside that money as it's too late.
0: That's definitely a good one. We want to avoid that too late feeling as much as possible. And Samuel, as our business grows, so um, imagine that we've just sort of started out versus someone who might be five or or ten years down the track in terms of the business. Are there any tips there for that varying level of business experience?
1: Yeah, definitely. When you're getting to the larger size and you've been running for a few years, your tax will actually be paid on a quarterly basis along with the BAS. So the ATO will say, okay, based on last year's tax that you paid, we're going to divide that in four and add it to your BAS each quarter. So it's even more important to ensure that you're putting aside the money as an established business because you're now also paying your income tax in advance. So I would highly recommend, especially established businesses, that you have a set structure that each week, fortnight or month, you run a report, Put aside the exact the exact amount of money that you owe and be prepared for that. It's also worth having a separate investment or savings account where you've got a rainy day fund. So it might start off as one to two months worth of wages, and eventually you push that out to have about a year's worth of wages saved. So, if something like COVID or a rainy day happens, you're prepared to keep the business running with little to no revenue.
0: Mm, Excellent point there. Samuel, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today and for sharing all those wonderful tips.
1: My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Lucy. It's been great.